Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. Tonight I'm covering a high-profile active investigation into the disappearance of 20-month-old toddler Quentin Simon who went missing on October 5th of this year, just three weeks ago. He was last seen at his home in Savannah, Georgia, in the care of his mother's boyfriend, Danny Youngkin. At this point in time, Quentin is presumed dead, but his body has not been located. His mother, Leilani Simon, is the one who reported him missing. However, she is also the prime suspect, and she is not really cooperating with the investigation. We're going to dig into the history, the timeline, and the most current updates that have been released by the police. It's time to put the pressure on and get people talking about little Quentin so that we can find him. In my opinion, Quentin Simon hardly stood a chance at having a great life. 
His mother, Leilani Simon, didn't really get along with his father, Henry Moss, who goes by the name Bubba. It was a really tumultuous relationship, very off and on, drug-fueled most of the time, and there were allegations of cheating. Just a bad situation all around for a little boy to be born into. In the beginning, Leilani didn't even tell Bubba that she was pregnant with his baby. She had no plans to involve him in the baby's life, so Bubba didn't see Quentin as often as he probably should have. Leilani also had another child named Zane from a previous relationship, which was a very similar situation where the father wasn't really involved with the child. Bubba would describe Leilani as a cheater and a liar who spent her days snorting cocaine and smoking marijuana. In an interview with DailyMail.com, Bubba would say, The only reason I'm not in Quentin's life is because she left. She was not welcome here anymore with all of her lying and stealing. Her own mother would confirm that Leilani had struggled with both drugs and stealing in order to be able to buy those drugs. In 2019, she was evicted from her home because she just stopped paying her rent. She had also served jail time for several other offenses, including breaking into a trailer in 2020 and felony larceny in 2021 because she stole two packs of cigarettes, a bag of popcorn, and a bottle of lemonade from her job at the truck stop. As part of that charge, she took a plea bargain and was ordered to serve 12 months probation and 48 hours of community service. Leilani would continue battling with a substance abuse, and she would lose custody of her two children to her mother, Billy Jo Howell. While this was the legal setup, Leilani actually lived at home with her mother and father, so the grandparents were still able to help out with Quentin and his sibling. But Leilani was still in their lives. Eventually, Leilani begins dating someone new, a man named Danny Youngkin, who would move into the home with her and her parents and two kids, Zane and Quentin. Leilani and Danny would have another child together, who was just six months old when all of this happened. So that's a brief overview of the family dynamic and who the key individuals are in this case. In the early morning hours of October 5th, 2022, Quentin Simon, who is one of the cutest 20-month-old little boys I've ever seen, would go missing. Quentin has these big brown eyes that just melt your heart, and he has this light brown wavy hair. He was last seen wearing a light blue Sesame Street t-shirt and black bottoms. His mother, Leilani, would call the police to report him missing at around 9.39 a.m., saying that she couldn't find him anywhere after noticing that he was no longer in his playpen. She stated that she woke up and her door was open and Quentin wasn't old enough to open doors, so someone must have come into the home and taken him. The last person to allegedly see Quentin alive is Leilani's live-in boyfriend, Danny Yunkin, who claimed to have last seen him around 6 a.m. that morning. Which, of course, begs the question, why wait over three hours to report your baby missing? First of all, the idea that this 20-month-old baby escaped from a pack-and-play without anyone seeing him is a little bit ludicrous and not very likely. He is a tiny little thing, much smaller than the walls of a playpen. 
And I know that a determined baby can do some pretty incredible things, like I've got two little ones at home, but without anyone seeing him, that's kind of where I struggle. When the police ask Leilani if there is anyone that she can think of who may have taken him, she immediately points the finger at Quentin's father, Bubba. The police were able to rule this out pretty quickly when they find Bubba at his home around 85 miles away from where Quentin went missing. Through speaking with various witnesses and taking statements from those around Quentin, they learned that his nanny received a text message at around 5.30 a.m. the morning that he went missing. This was his typical babysitter who was supposed to be watching him. The message stated that she didn't need to care for him that day. No specific reason of why was given. Police also learned that while Quentin's grandmother, Billy Joe, has legal custody of both him and his brother, Zane, she was out of town that day, and so was her husband. They left the children in the care of their mother. In a recorded phone call, she would later tell Quentin's father, Bubba, quote, I promise you, I would have never, ever, ever let them babies in a situation that was bad for them. I knew Leilani and Danny were having their problems, but I didn't really see it affecting the kids. Very quickly, there was a massive search launched for little Quinton. Of course, they checked all of the different locations of the home and the property, all the places that a toddler could be hiding at. Then they utilized the help of K-9, the FBI, and a helicopter to broaden their search area. Neighbors volunteered to go door to door with pictures of Quinton. Everyone jumped in to help find this beautiful, missing, 20-month-old baby. By the end of the day, there was still no sign of Quinton anywhere. The next morning on October 6th, Chatham County Police Chief gives a press conference, and here's what he had to say. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Chief Jeff Halley with the Chatham County Police Department, and we wanted to provide um, everyone with an update uh, to the extent that we can on the uh, missing Quinton Simon. Uh, we have yet to locate uh, little Quentin. Uh, we continue to investigate this incident. Um, we've got some assistance from the FBI. Uh, we got numerous interviews to conduct today, um, as well as downloading uh, phones and things of that nature uh, to try to uh, bring this, this case to, to a conclusion. It still remains a missing child investigation at this point. Uh, until we reach a different conclusion based on any evidence that we may find or any uh, updates or, or uh, developments that, that, that uh, we may occur here today. Um, just to kind of recap uh, what we have done, um, as, you, as you know, we had aviation out here yesterday all day or, or half of the day um, uh, providing air support. We had mounted patrol from, from Savannah Police Department, which we sincerely appreciate. We had SEMA. Uh, uh, and the uh, volunteers doing a grid search, an area search, uh, looking for Little Quentin. Um, and as of this morning, we still have yet to locate him. So uh, a lot of work to do. Our investigators are working extremely hard. They were here till 2 o'clock in the morning um, yes, this morning and then came back in at 8 o'clock for a briefing and are out here uh, this morning continuing to investigate. So. That is, uh, unfortunately, all the update, you know, substantive update that we have here this morning. I'd be happy to answer a few questions that, that you may have, um, and we'll go from there. So, uh, as of this time, we have not had any evidence to, to uh, lead us to believe foul play, but everything's on the, on the table. 
uh, honestly. So uh, we're looking at this from uh, many different angles. Um, we're, uh, you know, getting all the technology that we can, looking for cameras that were in the area, uh, things of that nature. So, but as of this interview, we don't have anything of substance that would lead us to believe that. It's still a missing child investigation. Well, I haven't talked to them personally. Um, obviously, they have been um, uh, working with our detectives. Um, I can only assume uh, that they're, you know, at this point, they're victims. You know, they, they are dealing with the loss of a child. They're worrying and wondering where he may be at. And so, um, as any of us, if we were in that position, uh, I would be terrified. Having six children of my own, uh, if one of my children were missing, um, I would be, I'd be a mess, quite frankly. The police say that this is an emotional case for them. They work tirelessly to try and find Quentin. Many of the detectives are working 20-hour days. They broaden their search area to include a pond. They also get a search warrant for the family home and the backyard pool, which was said to be so dirty, mucky, and not maintained that you couldn't see the bottom of it. As a side note, I find it kind of strange that they would need to get a search warrant. If this mother really wanted to find Quentin as quickly as possible, you would think that she would give the police permission to search wherever they wanted. Either way, when they drained the pool, they didn't find anything. However, on October 11th, six days since Quentin first went missing, the local police announced that they have seized evidence that they believe will help move the case forward. They don't give any other statements regarding what they found or what it might indicate at that point. People in the neighborhood begin talking and rumors swirl around regarding what may have really happened to Quentin or what his mother might know. One neighbor who speaks to the media says that she would often see Quentin outside with his siblings by themselves running around the yard near the road. Remember, Quentin is not even two years old yet, and the neighbors, they saw him outside by himself quite often. This neighbor said that each time they would call the police because they were terrified that the children would get hit by a car. It's unclear what, if anything, was done by the police with those reports, but it's likely that there was a CPS case opened. In my opinion, this actually gives Quentin's mother more credibility with her story, that either someone had abducted him or maybe he escaped from his playpen. Perhaps he was able to escape from his playpen and get outside. It sounds like he has gotten out in the past. His mother says that he's not able to open doors, but maybe his older brother opened the door for him. Either way, he was known to be outside of his home without an adult, so really, anyone could have just taken him off the street. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, 
French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors Fresh, Never Frozen meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. On October 12th, seven days since Quinton was last seen, the Chatham County Police issued a statement saying the following. We are saddened to report that CCPD and the FBI have notified Quinton Simon's family that we believe he is deceased. We have named his mother, Leilani Simon, as the prime suspect in his disappearance and death. But no arrests have been made and no charges have been filed. I think it's interesting that they publicly named Leilani Quinton's mother as their prime suspect. It really puts the heat on her and anyone who may have information that they aren't sharing. It also means that Child Protective Services also had to remove her other two children from her custody. With that bit of information now released, people are pissed. The neighbors and volunteers who have been helping to search for Quinton want answers from his mother. 
protesters began gathering outside of the home, demanding that she tell the police where Quentin is. They chant things like, where is Quentin? And no justice, no peace. Four of the protesters are even arrested for either blocking the driveway or banging on the house windows. Tensions are high while police continue to look for the toddler. Now, on October 18th, 13 days since Quentin has been missing, the police say that they have found reason to believe Quentin's body was placed in a dumpster and then taken to a nearby landfill. They are going to be focusing their search efforts on digging through the landfill to try and recover his body. At that point, his mother is still their prime suspect, but no arrests have been made. The protests continue day and night outside of the family home as people chant, baby killers, baby killers. And then on October 19th, Quentin's mother, Leilani, and his grandmother, Billy Joe, are spotted drinking at a bar after they checked into a hotel on the resort island of Tybee. On the very same day that the FBI began to dig up the landfill in search of Quentin's remains. How very Casey Anthony of them. And then came a theory posed by Quentin's grandmother herself. Billy Joe would spill the beans to Quentin's father, Bubba, in a taped telephone conversation obtained by the DailyMail.com. I can only assume from the way that the conversation went that Bubba likely was the one to initiate the recording in an attempt to get Billy Joe to leak any new information. On the 11-minute phone call, you can hear Billy Joe say the following, quote, I feel honestly and frankly, Bubba, I'm not going to lie to you, I feel like there was an accident. I feel like something happened while Quentin was in the bathtub and he drowned and they were both high. That's my theory. If you're high as hell, man, you do stupid shit. At one point in the conversation, Bubba asks Billy Joe why the police are so confident that Quentin's body was dumped at the landfill, and Billy Joe mentions something about the police saying that they had something on video. She doesn't go into any further detail about that, and she claims that she hasn't actually seen the footage, so we don't really know if this footage exists. Then they talked about how it was strange that only Leilani was named as a suspect and her boyfriend Danny, who had now apparently skipped town, was not named as a suspect. Unfortunately, nothing new came out of that recorded call, but it does sound like perhaps Grandma knows a little more than she's letting on. On October 24th, 19 days since Quentin went missing, his mother Leilani decides to break her silence and speak to the media. Here's a clip. I can't even walk out and appreciate my own son's memorial or put down the gifts that I got for him. I can't even go out there and do that without harassment and negligence and just everything. It's just devastating to see that this is how the outside world reacts. Two days later, on October 26th, the Chatham County Police Department issues their own statement, and it reads... We are now three weeks into our search for Quentin Simon, and finding him remains the top priority for the Chatham County Police Department. We are committed to giving Quentin the professional, detailed, and thorough investigation that he deserves. Thanks to the expertise of the FBI, who was on the ground with us within three hours of Quentin being reported missing, we have had the advantage of using every investigative and technological tool available. 
No expense has been spared. No work has been deemed too much or too difficult to undertake. The exhaustive search of the landfill where we believe Quentin's remains are located continues. As we told you last week, this is not a quick process. At the same time, our investigative case team is working diligently to put together every piece of evidence to determine the facts in this case. The search for Quentin has been the most massive undertaking ever for our department and has involved the work of well over 100 law enforcement and civilian personnel. In my opinion, it sounds like they know that Quentin's body is in that landfill. They must have some pretty strong evidence to support this theory with all of the money, the time, and the manpower that they have put into finding little Quentin. However, sadly, just yesterday, November the 3rd, the police announced that it's very likely they will never be able to find Quentin's body amongst the thousands of tons of trash at the landfill. Meanwhile, Leilani continued to complain about the protesters on her front yard. And if she's innocent, fair enough. She would say to the media, quote, It makes it hard to even process what's going on around us. I can't even walk out and appreciate my own son's memorial or put down gifts that I got for him. While the police are keeping a lot of the details close to their chest, because this is very much an active, ongoing investigation, it sounds like what they believe happened was the following. Quentin was asleep in his playpen. He was likely sleeping in the playpen overnight, or maybe he woke up early and the boyfriend put him there until his mother would wake up later. The boyfriend, Danny Yunkin, left for work at 6 a.m. on October 5th, and Quentin was still alive at that time and in his playpen. His mother didn't wake up until around 9 a.m., and she says that Quentin was no longer in the playpen and the front door was open. The police believed that however he died, his body was then put into a garbage can and then emptied into a dumpster, which was brought to the landfill. There are five large green dumpsters that sit at the edge of the trailer park. It gets picked up three times a week, including the day that Quentin went missing, and it gets emptied at the waste management landfill. There is also a camera pointed at the dumpsters, so it seems likely to me that the police have Quentin's mother on camera putting his body into the dumpster, which would give a very real and valid reason to publicly name her as suspect number one. Quentin's grandmother seems to think that he may have accidentally drowned in the tub or the pool while his mother was high on drugs, which is certainly plausible. Or it could have been any other kind of accident that might happen when a parent is too high to pay attention to their child. So many things could go wrong, especially when there's also a three-year-old and a six-month-old baby involved. It's a lot of kids to look after, even on a good day. But if you're high, I mean, shit can go bad. Again, this is still an active investigation, and the police are still focusing their efforts at the landfill. It's been a grueling four weeks searching for Quentin Simon. I'll be following this case closely and providing any updates as I hear them. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Mapper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young Serial Napper, and that's all one word. Until next time, stay safe. Stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I'm Dean, I'm the dad. I'm Laura, I'm the mom. And I'm Crystalyn, I'm the daughter. And together we are... Family Plot! The Family Plot Podcast, a show where we discuss history, folklore, true crime, and the paranormal. Minus all the oogie bits. We are PG-13. I'm almost 15 now. Don't ruin the commercial. Catch us looking into special topics like the origins of fairy tales, Sherlock Holmes, and the trial of Dr. Hyde and Mr. Swope. Find out who Dad Man Crush is. Or what happens in Krista's corner. But behave you two, so come be a part of the fam. Available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Family Plot Podcast. Bye!